0: Dig a bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. I hope you're having a great day and I hope you are enjoying this study of the resurrection as much as Cindy Colley is. We're going to talk today for just a few minutes as we dig from Matthew chapter 28 Matthew's account of the resurrection as I've been studying this I've run across commentators who believe that Matthew 28 was definitely written to quench or to combat the skeptics arguments that were even Occurring as Matthew was writing early on after the resurrection of Jesus. It's a hard Hard concept for anyone who doesn't want to believe in the deity of Jesus in the power of God himself There it's a hard thing to contemplate the resurrection as we talk about it today We are going to find reason to not only believe that that empty tomb was there but we're going to see some Evidences that will make us love the account of the resurrection even more as we are digging about the greatest escape, the escape from the tomb, which facilitated, of course, our escape and victory over sin and death. Matthew chapter 28, beginning in verse 1, it says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it started to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene. And the other mary to see the sepulchre they came to do just what we are doing this month to examine the place where jesus was buried but they were not prepared for the shock that was about to that they were about to encounter as they walked up to that tomb but they came to examine the sepulcher that's what we're doing and in verse 2 it says and behold there is a great earthquake For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. There was a great earthquake. The earth has spiritually been moving ever since. And in verse two, it says that the sepulcher security there became the angel's chair this was that big rock remember they were told to go make it as sure as you can they said he said he was going to be raised up the third day so what can we do to make sure that this doesn't happen and and you have a watch go make it as sure as you can do you think they put a little pebble there in front of the tomb of jesus no they had sealed the tomb of jesus with the biggest rock they could find and that rock, the sepulchre security, became the angel's chair. You know, that is just one amazing thing to me and it is still happening today that our biggest concerns are just really the footstool of God. Um, Acts 2 says that Jesus went to sit down at the right hand of God until his foes or his enemies became his footstool. And of course, that last enemy death and death was overcome for all of future time as Jesus escaped from that tomb so our biggest concerns are just underneath the footstool of God he is in control and then in verse 4 and for fear of him well 3 his countenance or appearance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow must have been something to behold that angel that was sitting there, and for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. You know, there was a an earthquake there. There was um, a, an angel appeared that looked like lightning. I just can't imagine that. But these keepers fell into shock and became as dead men. The shock factor about the tomb was great on that day. As the two Marys came to the tomb, it was a big shocking event that was occurring there. And sometimes I think we, even as God's people today, have heard about the resurrection so much that we sort of lose the Um, intensity of, of the power of what occurred that day and of what it means to our Christianity today what about now we need to keep in mind that this was not an everyday event this was something that was going to change the course of spiritual and physical history From that moment that Jesus came from the tomb now before we hear the words that the angel said to the Marys I want us to think about the fact that this was two women who first came to examine the empty tomb of Jesus I love that in the end of the Sabbath as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher I love it that it was women who first found the tomb empty. They came to examine, they probably came to anoint the body of Jesus. They came to try to get into that sepulchre, but they found that it was real easy to get step into that sepulchre because that rock had been rolled away. I think it's interesting that it's Mary Magdalene. In Luke 6, in Mark 16 and Luke 9, we find that this is the same Mary from whom seven demons had been cast by our Lord Jesus. She came into the picture in the New Testament afflicted by the power of the devil himself. In what I believe was um, a trial that many people in the New Testament had that was peculiar to that day to show the power of Christ over the power of Satan but at any rate she had a terrible malady when we first meet her and Jesus cured her of that and then she never Left his side from that time um, as far as we can tell I don't mean she was physically with him all the time but she was a determined and dedicated follower of our Lord from the time that those demons were cast from her I just don't want you to lose this I don't want you to lose its significance on us as women today we were not in the same way but we were as sinners under the power of the devil And Jesus, through his power, through his incarnation, through his willingness to take on the cross and die for our sins, rescued us from the um, quote-unquote demons that possessed us from the power of satan himself we have been rescued and we should follow him until the bitter end mary was a was a follower of christ all the way to the cross even when the disciples had fled even when peter was over there Denying him, even when Judas had betrayed him, Mary stayed with him. Let's be a woman like Mary. Let's realize that were it not for the power of Jesus Christ, we would be under the power of Satan. We would be the ones who are quote-unquote afflicted by the demons. And because he set us free, let's be followers all the way until we can sit around him where he's made that last enemy death his footstool. In verse 6, The angel answered the women. They were looking for Jesus. And the angel said, Fear not, for I know that you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. I just cannot imagine the trembling... Fear and yet overwhelming joy that overcame those Mary's as they were able to come in there and see the place where Jesus was and hear somebody who a man, apparently angel, who looked like lightning say to them, he is not here for he is risen. Just come and look at the place where he used to lie. So that was a very simple first announcement. Mark 16, 1 identifies uh, the exact Mary, the other Mary that was with Mary Magdalene, I believe as being the mother of James and Joseph, but it was a very simple announcement there to two women who were not a lot different from you and me. Just think about the fact that that first resurrection announcement was made to two normal followers of Christ who were just thankful to be. Out from under the power of the devil and then in verse 7 we see and go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and behold he goes before you into Galilee there shall you see him lo I have told you I love that I love that you know just imagine how those Mary's felt at that moment Wow we are going to be significant enough to go and deliver to his very apostles the news that he is not retained in that tomb, that he's not dead, that he is risen. We get to go and tell that news. Just think about the joy that overcame them, that they were going to be able to tell that news. And similarly, we should not be apathetic about the truth that we as regular old women of God get to go out and tell the great news. That the, tomb really ha- the empty tomb really happened. And that because of it, the gospel is validated. And because of it, there is hope for the salvation of all of us from being under the power of the devil in an eternal way. So that was a simple announcement, and yet those women were blessed to be able to spread the news, even to those who had been closest to Jesus. Imagine how that made them feel. You know... Sometimes in my life, and I don't know if I should be ashamed of this, but sometimes I am around men of greatness, great gospel preachers, and when they take the time to talk to me about the scriptures, it makes me feel like they think I'm somebody. They think I'm significant. It makes me, I don't want to be a name dropper, but I love to be in the presence of great men of God. And, and to be able to ponder that later in my mind and think, wow, that person who spent all these years in the Word and who's converted so many people to Christ took the time to talk about his ministry and the Word with me. I love when that happens, but I cannot imagine being commissioned by an angel who looked like lightning to go and tell the very disciples of Jesus that he wasn't in that tomb anymore. What a great honor that would have been. And I love to think about how those women felt. In verse 8, they departed quickly from the sepulcher with two emotions, with fear and great joy. And they ran to bring the disciples' word. I like to think about that. They put their running shoes on, and two emotions filled them as they ran. And it was great fear. And great joy and then they bumped into Jesus himself They ran literally ran and they bumped into Jesus first night and as they went to tell his disciples behold Jesus met them saying all hail you know what all hail means it was a greeting a calm and peaceful greeting it just be it just meant be glad and rejoice. He just met them, and I can imagine him holding out his arms and saying, Good morning. Just rejoice. Jesus had, you know, just a few hours early, been sweating, as it were, blood, been agonizing in the garden, and then he felt those straps on his back. He was crushed in his spirit by the betrayal of of Judas and The denial of Peter as his eyes met Peter's and and he then he felt those stripes and those thorns in his brow and then the nails through his hands and through his feet and six hours suspended as it were between heaven and earth between sin and perfection and and that was just a few hours earlier and now he's calm he still got the handprints we know because he's going to show those to Thomas he still got all the evidence and some I'm sure that there was L- likely still some pain there but ah uh, jesus christ just met them with that serene greeting good morning rejoice be glad and they fell at his feet and worshiped him jesus was god he didn't turn away worship because he thought it not robbery the hebrews writer tells us To to be equal with God. The only reason he was even walking that road between the tomb and Galilee was because he chose to humble himself as a man. And surely these women who had just seen the empty tomb knew that the only response to the good morning of this Jesus was to fall down at his feet and worship him. And I just want to say women, sisters, that's our response. That's what we do when we look at the empty tomb. And that's what we're doing this month is looking at the empty tomb. And when we do that, how can we not fall down beside our beds, on our knees? How can we not worship? Because death has been swallowed up in victory. I hope you have that on your refrigerator by now, I do. How can we not have the same response that these two Marys had In verse 9 Jesus first words to them were all hell and then it says in verse 10 then said Jesus to them don't be afraid go and tell my brethren that they go into Galilee and there they'll see me not only tell them that I'm not in the tomb but tell them I'll meet them over in Galilee Jesus set up a little conference here so that he could just meet with his disciples in Galilee and these women were once again, not just commissioned by an angel, but commissioned by Jesus Christ to go and deliver this good news, the gospel, to those men who had been closest to him throughout his lifetime. What an honor the two Marys had here in verse 10. I want you to notice too. Now, what were the two emotions they were feeling that were just rocking their world right then? Great fear and great joy. And which one did Jesus dispel in verse 10? Be not afraid. He dispelled the fear, leaving just the joy. He does that over and over for me. Over and over providentially through my lifetime, I become very afraid of the consequences of sin and people around me. And because of the empty tomb and because of the power of the gospel, He dispels the fear and just leaves the joy. And that's what He did for the two Marys. And then verse 11, when they were going, some of the watch, at the same time, something else was happening in the city of Jerusalem. These women had just met Jesus. He was going to Galilee. They were going to tell His disciples to go and have a conference with Him there. And there were some other people who were very much afraid. But their fears were not going to be dispelled by the Lord because they didn't have faith in Him. Now, when they were going, the whole some of the watch, those people who were supposed to be watching the tomb, came into the city and showed the chief priest all the things that were done. Verse 12, And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money to the soldiers, saying, Look here, this is what you say. His disciples, verse 13, came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, uh, we'll, we'll have a talk with him. We'll persuade him. And we will rid you of care. We will secure you. Okay, so they quickly came up with a bribe. The elders gave them money. The watchman, the elders gave the watchman money and said, Don't you dare say that this tomb is in that this tomb is empty because he rose from the dead. You say that his disciples came and stole him out of the tomb while you were asleep. Oh, but it was a crime to be asleep. So the elders had to to add this. If Pilate hears about this, that's who the governor was. If the Roman governor hears about this, uh, we got your back. We'll make sure that you're not in in trouble for this. So a big bribe to keep the the watchman's mouths shut. They gave not just money, but large money to those soldiers. Now, you know, I'm going to just put a parenthesis here. Some of those soldiers... Just almost had to be in Jerusalem in Acts 2. Some of those soldiers surely were there in Acts 2. Hearing Peter say, you know, look, you know that he rose from the dead because you saw him. These things weren't done in a corner. You saw this happen. I just have to believe that some of those soldiers who took that money had to be among the ones who said, Peter, what must we do? I believe that this very bribe just almost had to be one of the sins that was washed away, in Acts 2:38, when Peter said, "Repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins." Because these people were there, and they knew that the tomb was empty, so they took this big bribe to keep their mouths shut. They were told, don't worry, if, the, if Pilate hears about this, we've got your back. They trusted those elders a lot when those elders said, we've got your back. But you know what? Part of me thinks that even if Pilate had heard this, that Pilate knew he was just as guilty as any soldier that helped crucify Jesus or helped guard the tomb, and that he probably wasn't going to take the life of any other man with regard to this Jesus of Nazareth, because I've got a feeling his home had not been very happy. Since that Friday when Jesus died. But I digress. Verse 14: If this come to the governor's ears, we'll persuade him and secure you. So they took the money, and they did as they were told. And the saying is commonly reported among the Jews till this day. Just some amazing pearls, big nuggets from digging in Matthew 28 about the resurrection. I hope that the study is as convicting to you as it is to me. I believe the gospel. I had obeyed the gospel many years ago before digging deep was ever even a thought in the back of my mind. But I'm going to tell you what the digging is so convicting and so powerful and such an agent for growth in my world. Not because of anything I've done, of course, but because of the power that is in the Word of God. I hope you're digging this month. I hope you're enjoying the dig and i'll look forward to seeing you on the podcast i want to i want to be sure that you know that the video podcast has been changed from july 31st to august 7th let me go ahead and say just a word about that before we finish up it's because my own little magdalene talking about mary magdalene today my own little magdalene joy is about to come into this world but she's not cooperating with the digging deep schedule at all imagine that so i'm not sure that i'm going to be able to be in huntsville alabama where our technology is is on um, july 31st hopefully by the grace of god i will be able to be in huntsville alabama on august 7th i'm hoping that pam christopher from pulaski tennessee will be my co-host she had agreed to do that in july and i think she's going to be able to move her schedule if not we'll make sure that we have somebody that you'll love um i know that that we all love each other we're sisters and so we're going to plan that for august the 7th at 7 p.m so mary magdalene is the one who came to examine the sepulcher i've been writing a little letter to my little magdalene and telling her that throughout my lifetime i've told the story of Mary Magdalene many times and that she was indeed someone who came to the Lord was rescued by him and Stayed with him until the very end And you know what one day I want to introduce I might not get to be the one but I'd like to introduce my little Magdalene joy to Mary Magdalene around the throne of our Lord one day who rescued Mary Magdalene, Magdalene Joy, and Cindy Collie from the power of Satan to give us eternal joy. That's her middle name. Eternal joy together throughout all ages. Thank you for listening and I hope you have a great day and a great dig for the rest of this month.